Hello, everyone, and welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andre Patrick, your host, and I'm so excited that you are back. Hey, we are living in a time where there are responsibilities around every corner, and it is quite likely that you are feeling like you're drowning from all of the things that you have to do. And there is a struggle to organize everything, to be productive, to get the things done that need to get done. But that's okay, because I have someone on the show today that's going to help us with this. She is a wealth of information. She is um, multi-coastal entrepreneur, and I'm so excited to have her on. Her name is Caroline Gunter. She is phenomenal with organization and productivity. Before we start talking to her today, though, I do want to share her bio with you so that you are familiar with her awesomeness and you can kind of settle in and get your pen and paper ready to start taking notes. Let's go ahead and see who Caroline is. She is known as the Swedish organizer, and she is an organizing and productivity coach who helps creatives and entrepreneurs get their digital ducks in a row and become more productive. So there is more time for exploration and play. Through her online courses and coaching offers, she empowers her clients to make better decisions as well as maximize the ROI on their time and organizing efforts using her proven techniques. She is a Golden Circle member of the NAPO, which is the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals. She's a certified photo organizer and specialist in digital asset management. Her work has been featured in several books, as well as in publications like Better Homes and Gardens, Brides, Authority, Reader's Digest, Thrive Global, and Parade. Caroline runs her online business as a base camp digital nomad, currently splitting her time between the United States and Sweden. One of the biggest things that I love about Caroline and our conversation is it was just so easy, but also she has this bi-coastal entrepreneur thing going on and she is spending a lot of time in Sweden. As a matter of fact, she is out of the country when we're having this conversation. So I'm so excited for you to hear from her because if that is the direction that you're trying to go, really understanding how you fit into your business, how you fit into your life, how you fit into your career in terms of your ability to stay organized, stay productive is really important. What I want to talk about on my side of the conversation is the importance of understanding how you fit into everything and how you really need to understand who you are and what you need to do and be your best in order to achieve the things that my guests are talking about. So I want you to listen to what she's saying, but on the back end and behind the scenes, I want you to be thinking about, do you know yourself well enough to accomplish these things? Or do you need to set aside some time to be introspective and really know what it is you need to do and be your best so that you can apply what she's saying in a way that's customized for you, but not feel like you have to imitate what she's doing because we all know we can't be anyone else. We can't walk in their shoes and take on their things because we don't have their experiences. So listen up as Caroline schools us on the art of organization and productivity. I know you're going to love it. All right, let's get into today's podcast. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. 
I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. Okay, guys, so you just heard this amazing intro, right? This bio for our girlfriend, Miss Caroline Gunter here, and she is going to blow your mind with her content. But before we get there, you know how this goes. We're going to welcome you. So welcome, Caroline. How are you? I am great. Thank you for having <laughs> me. I've been so excited about this all week. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Now, everybody listening already knows the next question is, tell us something about yourself that was not in your bio, something that might surprise us. Mm. It is such a fun question, and I have a lot of them, actually. But I think what most people don't know is that I am a belly dancer, and I love <gasps> belly dancing. <laughs> and that's something that kind of unexpected. <laughs> that is definitely a surprise. That's the best one yet, a belly dancer. <laughs> Maybe on the video, we'll get you to do us a little sample. Let's see. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. How did you get into that? Yeah, you know, it was uh, me trying to figure out a way, a sustainable way for myself to be healthier and have more fun while doing it. And I always loved dancing, but um, yeah, it was just this, I walked into a class. This was way back. I've been belly dancing now since 1999. So it was, uh, it's been a while. Um, and I walked into a class and I just fell in love and it's oh been gosh. with me. Yeah. You know, that plays so well into everything that we'll be talking about today mm-hmm. and how it all relates to the program that I'm about to launch. Because in knowing yourself, you knew that this style mm-hmm. of exercise, because we can definitely call it exercise, is a way that mm-hmm. you could sustain your attempts to be healthy. And, you know, we need to know that about ourselves. Otherwise, I used to try to run three to five miles and I was just having a conversation with someone this past weekend. And I was like, I never found that runner's high that everybody's talking about. And they told me, well, it takes you, you have to go past like mile five or I was like, well, I never would have gotten there the rate (laughs) I was going. So I never would have felt the high, but I realized that's not me. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. But I have to find something right to, yeah keep myself healthy. So that just, that just plays so well into what we are mm-hmm. going to be talking about. So let's dive into these questions because I don't want to waste another minute on your awesomeness and the little pearls that you're going to share with us. So you mentioned something on your website that I've said a thousand times. Mm-hmm. You say time is a valuable currency. Now I say similar, you know, I just say time is a valuable commodity, but it's potato, potato, right? So I also say that it's not a renewable resource and we have to like really be conscious of how we're spending it. So what is the first step that someone listening to this podcast can take to start taking back control of their time? Mm, That is such a great question. And I think, um, I I think of, I think of time, I think slightly differently than most people. Um, Ellis. I say that, yes, it's not a renewable resource, but it is a producible resource in my opinion. Yes, I love that. And what I I mean by that that is that it kind of works similar to the way you handle your money, your energy, and all those things, right? The more you learn how to take care of it, the better it goes, the more you kind of have or make available to you. Yeah. And so- I feel that having the curiosity, even if it's a little scary, you know, same thing with money, same thing with all of that. If you're not sure about what to do, it can be kind of 
tricky to get into it, but the more you start to learn how to manage it effectively, the better it'll go, right? And the more you have available to you. So taking that little interest of like, how can I make the best, you know, of, of the time I have available, basically. That is such a good point. And I love that. And I might even steal that because you're Thank right. You. <laughs> you can't get more of it. You can't get more of it, but you can use it more effectively and more efficiently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, though, I think brings us back to this whole idea of constantly evolving and being open to failure because you have to know yourself and evolve into a space where you can look at time, like you said, differently. And yeah. you can look at it as, okay, how do I need to best use this block of time to produce things that are going to free up more time or, mm -hmm. you know, so... Mm -hmm. That is so good. And in my, in the program, I do a whole thing on like calendar blocking. I know, you know, about calendar blocking and, sure. you know, yeah. And so I have this exercise where I do how some finance uh, accountants do zero budgeting, like zero that you spend every last dollar that you have in your budget. I do yeah. the same thing with my calendar blocking exercise where you, you spend every moment of time in your life. And then that helps you to be more discerning and, you know, <laughs> more effective and yeah. efficient with your time. What do you think about that? I love it. And I think you're a pro already. Sounds like <laughs> <laughs> I just had some, like I had a great conversation with a colleague this morning and we were talking about how to reframe this for people because a lot of people feel like, oh, I can't schedule my entire life. It's not about scheduling specific way things that, right it's in about, a way that feels heavy it's yeah. it's about protecting your time exactly. from things that are not going to drain you right so it's exactly me putting time for my family on my calendar me putting time on my family for a lunch uh you know that I'm looking forward to me putting time on the calendar for a vacation or a nap or whatever it might be that's me protecting that time and saying look nothing's going to come in between me and my nap Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So when I do that, what I do is I and I even help people reverse engineer the process because we talk mm -hmm. about things like self-care. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about things like, like you said, family time. My husband and I have something that we call boo time. And that's mm -hmm. our time, like from <laughs> eight until bedtime where the kids are upstairs. I have grown children now, but they're still at home. But I'm like, you know, that between well, after eight o'clock, leave us alone. Like we That's are right. done parenting, asking questions. We are talking to one another about our day. We are watching a show we love. That's boo time. And that's on both of our calendars. Mm -hmm. And we will get upset with one another if like the phone is out or the computer is out or, or whatever. And then I also have a block of time in there that I call miscellaneous time. And it's, it's two different days and it spans a certain number of hours or an hour and a half, two hours. And I put that time in there specifically for things like a child got sick, I've got to take them to the doctor. And the doctor is asking me, what days do I need? What day can I come in? I can always off the top of my head and say, I'm always available on Tuesdays and Thursdays between 1130 and 1:30. I'm always available mm -hmm. at that time, you know, yeah. or something like that, because you know, that's your miscellaneous time. And yeah. what you're saying makes so much sense. I love, 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 love. Ah, that was a great yeah. place. That was a great place to start with this whole <laughs> Good place. You know, <laughs> who else does not need um who else does not need 
um, to add more time to their day. So, you sure. know, this is a great way to do it, right? Because we're all looking for that 25th hour. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We can all make the best of what we have, you know, even if yeah, we can't make yeah, more of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that that means we have to be really clear about the goals that we have for ourselves and, you know, the success that we you know, what we find, you know, think is successful in our life. So how important is clarity and self-awareness to the concept of organization, productivity, and consistency? Because in my mind, this all goes into like what we need to do to manage our time better. Oh, it's everything. I completely agree with you. You have to understand yourself. You have to understand how you best work or you can't optimize anything, right? Um, Self-development work is really where you learn what you're up against, Mm. right? The obstacles that are in front of you. And if you know them, you can overcome them. If you don't know what they are and you don't have clarity on that, you can't really do anything about it. You're just kind of oblivious and kind of feel like everything is stacked against you, but you don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. And that's not a great feeling to have, right? So I feel like self-awareness is huge. And I know it's hard to, to dive into some of those things, but like, I give you a great example for the longest time. When I first started my business, I had a phone number where clients could call me and I just could not close a sale. I just had the, the worst time closing a sale. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I just, I can't seem to understand why I'm not good at this. I don't feel productive. I don't feel organized. I feel scattered. And then I realized, oh, actually I like visual communication Mm. and I need to see the information because when somebody's calling me and I'm trying to absorb and understand what they're saying, I just have a hard time with, with, with uh, like distilling that information. Holding onto it, retaining it. Retaining it. I just, I felt so stupid, like hanging up the phone and going, what what did she say again? Exactly. I, I just, it was the worst thing. And the horrible feeling. And so that made me really self-conscious. And I was like, this is never going to work unless I change this. And I realized that actually I need to see information in order to retain it. So when I started taking sales online via email, DMs skyrocketed, everything skyrocketed, everything changed because I'm like, oh, now I know I'm seeing the words. I understand what time she meant. I see it and I can revert like go back to it if I need yes. to review it. That changed everything for me. So it was learning my own style of, actually, I'm a visual communicator. I'm not an oral communicator. And now, if, like, if somebody gives me directions, forget it. I cannot, <laughs> don't know where I'm going. But Google if I map, see I map, need you to show yeah, me. If exactly. I see the map, <laughs> not a problem. So that was huge for me. And it changed so many things, right? Just learning that little bit of thing, you that- know. That's true for me as well. I am a, I was just having this conversation about uh, Bible study, actually. I Mm -hmm. took a Bible study and it was so in-depth. It was, you read and do questions, right? You have to answer questions. Mm -hmm. So I'm reading it and then I'm writing my answer. Then Mm -hmm. we would have a discussion that further solidified my thought about what I read. Then we would have a lecture from someone and the, then I would hear it and it would remind me of what I read, what I wrote, what we talked about. Yeah. So by the time I walked away, I was like, I know this scripture backwards and forward, you know, and I understand what was going on. So I too have learned that I am a visual and I have to, I have to see it, do it and yeah. hear it. Like my mother tried to give me 
the recipe for her chicken and dumplings. And she was trying to tell me how to make the dumplings. Right. Right. And I was like, okay, thanks. She wrote it all down. I was like, okay, great. I'll never make it. Cause I need to see what she means by roll it this thin. And mm-hmm. it has to go into the broth when the broth is on a, you know, a, a rolling mm-hmm. boil or whatever. You just see that. Like, you can't just tell me yeah. that, but yeah. you have to identify those things for yourself that you're right. That Absolutely. clarity is so important. Um, yeah. Otherwise, even when you're working with other people, like think about those stay at home moms or the stay at home dads who are part of the PTA and they are on a committee for this thing or that thing. They want to do the best because their kids are like at school and their reputation mm-hmm. will be kind of jacked up if you, the parent, can't even like do the fundraiser on Tuesday afternoon or whatever. So yeah. you have to really identify going into these types of situations how you can show up as your best self, yeah. you know. It's what you're going to need. It's just, it's, it runs the gamut of our life. It's not just for business or in your career or anything. It's like all over, like it's just necessary. So clarity is, yeah. Clarity is everything. The more you know about yourself and how you best work, the more we can optimize that process, right? The more we can make you effective. Yeah. The less work you have to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as you're talking, what I'm thinking, I just did a podcast today. It just launched today and it's called the truth about consistency. And what I'm saying is I think, and you tell me how you feel, but I feel like the words consistency, authenticity, and clarity are thrown around as if that's all you need to hear. Like when people Mm -hmm. say, oh, just speak, you just need to be consistent in your business. You just need Mm -hmm. to be consistent in running for, in order for you to make that goal. Um, you just, you know, or just be yourself, just be authentic, or Mm -hmm. just, you just need clarity. When you hear Mm -hmm. these buzzwords, if you will, it seems like it's as simple as just being consistent. It's like just doing the thing over and over again, or just, you know, stating clearly what you mean. You think it's that simple, or you think just showing up and just being who you think you are in a set of, set of circumstances, like wearing your hair the way you want to, or doing your makeup the way you want to, or putting on the clothes the way you want to, you think that's authentic. But all three of those words have levels, like they have depth. It is not just the word. And I think what you just said and how you talked about clarity shows us that there's a lot more behind it and there's some introspection that needs to happen in order for you to show up and even know what clarity means to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You just you it, people think that they have the answers and so they're not seeking answers, but they're right. consistently not achieving the goal that they want to achieve. Yeah. And this is the reason why is because we think that these are just words because we hear them and we've become desensitized and there's so much more to it. And Mm -hmm. as business owners, when we're talking to people, I know you coach a lot of people as well. And you got, you know, uh, retreats and all kinds of things. Where are you now, by the way, let's put that one. (laughs) I am in beautiful Algarve, Portugal, the South coast. Portugal. Oh, I can't wait to see pictures. You'll have to send me some. But yeah, you go all over the world doing retreats and helping people with these very issues. And so, you know, that I, I mean, I would love to hear your take, like, what are you seeing in these retreats? Do you find that people's mind is that they think they already know, but then you yes. get into it and then you're like, and then you see all these light bulbs go off and they're like, oh, I thought I knew, yes. but I didn't. 
Yeah, because I think throughout life, we are constantly fed certain narratives, right? Mm. And we never really question them. Mm. And so all of a sudden, it's part of our subconscious. And we just think certain things are supposed to work a certain way. And then when we challenge that, they go, oh, yeah, maybe you maybe it doesn't need to be that way. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I walk through that in my program, Project CEO, at the very beginning, we tap into what I call the personal matrix and they yeah. they discover that about themselves. Yeah. Like, where did all this stuff come from? And then I've had so many light bulbs go off and they're like, oh, that's the reason <laughs> that I'm doing that. Or that's uh-huh. where that came from. Or that, that, that's why that's a trigger for me. And, yeah. you know, it's until they unpack that bag. That's what I call it, unpacking the bag. And until you unpack it and realize exactly where things are coming from, you can't repack it and have the clarity that you need to do some of these things. It's, it's, it is amazing how, how this permeates our entire life. Like, as I'm talking to you, I'm also thinking about like my health journey, like you were just talking about Mm -hmm. belly dancing, right? And your health journey. And you think, because for years, I came from this family that lived on a farm, Carolina, okay? Mm -hmm. We grew our own vegetables. We had cows, we had chickens, we had pigs, okay? So it, I had to be in high school before I ate anything processed. And that was only because I went to someone else's house, right? So right. it so in my mind, I think I'm eating healthy because I grew up on a farm. I love fresh vegetables. And then as I started working on my gut health, what I realized was the macrobiotics that are behind the food we eat means that just because you eat broccoli and turnip greens and green beans, if you're drowning it in butter and oil and salt, (laughs) (laughs) you're not eating healthy, right? Right. And it's those little macrobiotics that the the devil is in the detail is what we're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. what it boils down to. Clarity, authenticity, consistency. There is a devil in those details that if we don't find, we will not be successful in either of those categories amazing see yeah how we yeah. go down rabbit holes I told you it'll happen we just have to go with it it's well just- a lot of it if, let me just say that, that because it's so valuable what you teach because the devil is in the details and a lot of changes just need tiny tweaks mm-hmm. in order to work in order for it to click it's not like you need to overhaul your entire life it's those tiny tweaks mm-hmm. that you make where you go oh wait a minute what if I do this instead? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are just mismatched. And mm-hmm. when you match it right, everything kind of unlocks for you. you it know? does. It does. We take for granted that we know what yes. we think we know, but we don't think about the fact that we don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to, you have to have an open mind. I think that's why mindset is so important because if you are so closed off and believe that your way is the only way and that that's because just because you've done it that way for years or was taught to do it that way, that that's the only way. If you can't look outside of that and see, wow, maybe if I do it this way, or at least look into doing it this way, if I'm open to at least looking into doing something different, how much broader, you know, our success could be if we did that. That's a dangerous place to be. It is a dangerous place to be. It really is. It really, really is. I mean, the world is showing us that, that, you know, Mm -hmm. when our minds are so closed and speaking of the world, it has gone topsy-turvy. It has. And there just doesn't seem to be enough time to get everything done that actually needs to be done. So 
as someone who helps us with our productivity and to manage our time better and just be better, more efficient and effective, what does it officially mean to streamline? You know, as it relates to whether it's your life, your career, your business, we hear that term a lot. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, people have a certain sort of the way they think about it in terms of like business or like something that doesn't have to just be your life. You know, what does streamline actually mean? To me, streamlining actually means that you're looking at your whole life as an ecosystem mm. because everything in your life, the way you do things, everything that revolves around you is a system, whether you know it or not, right? And so if you imagine yourself being kind of the sun of your own world, right? What is orbiting around you? How are you orbiting around other people? And, and what are we doing here? And so when I work, uh, work with people, I sit down with them and basically we take an account of everything that's going on in their life, whether it's personal or business, because the two go together mm-hmm. and it's not, you know, people always go, oh, I want more work-life balance, but then they only look at stuff that's happening at work. And I'm like, well, if you're not sleeping eight hours a night or even five hours a night, there's not much I can tell you to help you. Like we need to fix the basics first. And so much of what affects our work has nothing to do with work. It's you usually stuff that's going on at home or something uh-huh. else. Uh-huh. And I say, I would say the same thing to somebody who's trying to get out of debt, right. To use another uh, money analogy, right. Uh-huh. We can't just look at how much money we have. We also have to look at how much money we owe. So time works the same way. It's like, where's your time going? How are you spending it? And how does everything work as one ecosystem together? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That, yes, absolutely. I mean, this whole idea of work-life balance to me is just, it's, it's unrealistic, right? There's no way as a mother, I can give 50% of myself to my business and only give 50% of myself to my family and feel like I'm doing a good job, right? So we do not live our lives consecutively. We live our lives concurrently. And Mm -hmm. so we have to identify, like I'm saying, like, like what you're saying too, who we are and what we need to do and be our best in every situation, because it's, that's where the ability to set boundaries and, you know, yep. um, boundaries, I think people get boundaries wrong too. Like they think boundaries are to keep people out. Boundaries are to protect mm-hmm. what's on the inside of the boundary. And mm-hmm. so when you, when you identify what you need to do and be your best, you can also manage expectations, teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Then your work-life balance does not become a balancing act at all. It's right. Because just life. Yeah. life. Yeah. It's just balance. It's just, yeah. it's just life. Um, so good. So, so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This is going to have to be another podcast because <laughs> anytime, anytime. <laughs> I've just got so many questions. So, so then how do you know when it's time to make a change to the current situation that yeah. you have going on? Yeah. I tell people that if something feels off, it probably is. So I like to trust myself. If Mm. I feel anxious, if I feel agitated, frustrated, if I don't get enough sleep, like all of those little clues, if something is off, like those clues are real. Mm -hmm. So I listen to them. Like Mm -hmm. I've been very frustrated with something. What is it that's bothering me? And really just asking myself and digging to the core of that question, right? Why why did I get bothered with this? Why did this upset me? Mm -hmm. Why am I 
reacting this way. And when mm-hmm. you put that curiosity hat and you kind of ask yourself that, then you learn something about yourself, right? Like, yes. oh, that person was late. And instead of me going oh, and reacting to that person, I can say, well, actually, what I've learned about myself today is that I really appreciate punctuality. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to now communicate that to everybody else so they know what that expectation is, that I would love for you to be punctual, because that's something that's really important to me. So again, it's about learning about yourself and listening to yourself, right? And you'll know it when it happens. If something feels off, it's off. Yeah. And the the, the beauty of getting to the root of who you are and knowing what you need to do and be your best is that initial piece and understanding where those triggers are coming from in the first place. Because then you can tether that to that thing and say, oh, that has nothing to do with me. That is an issue because this is what happened and this is how, or this is who put that in me. And I already gave that back. So this really isn't that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. I just need to, like you said, express to them what my boundary is in this area or what my expectations are in this area. But you feel much more confident doing that. When you have done the work on the front end, because I think a lot of people don't do that because they're afraid of reactions. They're afraid that someone might choose not to work with them or be their friend or give them the promotion or whatever. But when you've done that work, you know your value Mm -hmm. and you know that if it doesn't work out with them, it'll work out with somebody because you know how valuable you are. Um, that goes back up to that clarity question that we just talked about, like being clear about these things and you know how, how important that is, how many people walk around here depressed and anxious and feeling like they're not enough because they don't really know their true value. If you know your true value, there's enough for everybody. There's, there's, um, you know, there's no competition. There's, I mean, you just, you realize that when you acknowledge you know what you bring to the table yeah, when you acknowledge how awesome you are mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. also helps in this idea of just not organizing your life and your business and being productive in those areas but organizing your mind and being mm-hmm. productive in your thought mm-hmm. and your actions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. see we went down another rabbit hole i'm telling you this is gonna but be it's a- all coming back to the top i can tell it is <laughs> Okay, let's let's move on to the next question. Okay, so I believe I just talked about that that every task we spend time on, whether it's working for yourself, your business, you, you know, a job, or just at home doing housework, should be tethered to a goal, right? We and I don't care what people say. I don't I don't know a soul who on December thirty first does not say, okay, next year I'm gonna <laughs> do this better, right? So mm-hmm. whether you are the vision board person, whether you are the set intentions person, or you're the write your goals down in a, you know, in a planner person, we all have goals. We all have things that we're working towards. So what are the most common mistakes that people make um, to, when they're struggling to create daily workflows that will actually help them not waste a day and actually get closer to whatever the goal is, how major or minor it could be. 
Yeah. And you're going to love this answer because it's going to, once again, circle back. Oh, is it going um, to take me in a tailspin? <laughs> I'm going to go back. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right, right? So a task is tethered basically to a project and a project is always tethered to a goal, mm-hmm. right? So that it's a worthwhile pursuit. And we know that every little thing that we're working on is bringing us closer to that goal. Mm. Um, and if it's not, it's really a distraction. That's what it is, right? And so people get caught up in distractions a lot. And that's the biggest problem. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the productivity industry, we actually have a term for that. We call it clearing the decks. It means that basically you're sitting down and you're constantly trying to put up little fires or trying to do little small tasks to get them out of the way so that finally the day will come when you have time for that big project, right? But the problem problem is that that never really leads to anything. It doesn't. Usually what happens, right, is that that person is responding to requests from the outside world. So somebody would have emailed you something like, hey, read this, take a look at this, tell me what you think. Or something is happening where other people are sort of pushing their agenda on you and they need an answer now. Uh Um, And that's you being reactive, right, instead of setting your own agenda. And so when you set your own agenda and it goes back to, again, having those boundaries, right, this is what I need to work on now and I will answer you. When I say, (laughs) right, in due time, I'll get to you when I get to you. Right. Um, That's really what it comes down to is setting those boundaries so that you're not constantly in that reactive mode to try to help everybody else. That is so good. And I'm that girl. I go down, I just mentioned it, rabbit holes, because I'm the chick that'll decide I'm going to clean out. This just happened. I'm going to clean out the pantry Mm -hmm. and I'm going to reorganize it. But in reorganizing Mm -hmm. it, I see that this thing should be in this cabinet. But then I go to that cabinet. And that cabinet is messed up. So then I've got to figure out how to fit this thing in that cabinet before I can go back to the pantry to finish the pantry. And the next thing you know, the entire kitchen <laughs> is unusable because there's so much stuff. And I think that's that's what happens, you know, when we're trying to get things done, you know, be productive. So having the setting the boundaries and saying, okay, instead of trying to fix this cabinet, I'm going to set everything over here in this pile that doesn't belong in the pantry. I'm going to finish the pantry. When I finish the pantry, I can move on to where the next thing belongs is what you're saying. But having. Yeah, there's actually a specific term for what you just described too. that phenomena of where you are jumping sort of from one project to the next because Uh you realize that this needs to be finished before this and it's Uh called zigzag organizing oh i am definitely a zigzag organizer (laughs) hello my name is andrea and i am a zigzag organizer yeah Yeah. and so again it comes back to like defining the outcome Mm -hmm. and defining the boundaries of the project and -hmm. actually going like hey you know what even if this belongs in another room i'm gonna put it here and Mm -hmm. i'm gonna get to that room later right now Mm -hmm. i'm finishing this room it is it's it's yeah, and it happens digitally too, and in productivity as well, different mm-hmm. varieties, but same issue. And what happens as a result of that is you are burnt out. You burn yes. out. You and it feels overwhelming. So, it's so overwhelming. And you're like, why? You get in the middle, you're standing in the middle of your kitchen with everything pulled out and you ask yourself, why did I even start this? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. All I want to do now is just go sit down yeah. and watch television because my back hurts, my feet hurt, I'm tired, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's yeah. the same with life. I think. And that's why I think if we go back up to streamlining, mm-hmm. that's why, again, that is so important of a term because that will help us to do what you said, like in focusing on, instead of doing the zigzag organizing, really just having, before you even get started, having a basket and we'll call it a virtual basket, you know, whatever our issue is that we're doing, 
And whenever we run into something that is not a part of the task that we are doing to reach the goal, we need to put it in that virtual basket and get back to it later. For me, when it comes to my work, that is Asana, my product management tool. I will have a thought. I will come up with a process or something, an idea. And instead of trying to hold on to that in the middle of something that I'm not, I'm not working on that right now, I'll just put it in Asana. And that way I know, okay, when I'm ready for that, I know exactly where it is and I can go back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any particular productivity tools or hacks that we can take advantage of while I have you here, even though that wasn't (laughs) the question that I have for you? That's okay. That's okay. I'm happy to answer that one. So I actually love a lot of different tools for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, but I try to my best to match up the client with the tool that's right for them based on their learning style, based on what they're trying to do. I myself use Notion right now. Okay. And I want to talk to you about Notion. Years. I want to talk to you about that afterwards. Yeah. Um, that takes us back though, Caroline, <laughs> to the whole idea of knowing yourself because mm-hmm. you just said in order to, to choose the correct productivity tool, you really need to know yourself and how you operate. Right. Because Notion for me, like I, I got there by trying a few things that didn't work and by trying a few things that work kind of okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But when I really understood that I need to see things, I need to communicate with my team in a written form. Mm-hmm. I need to do X, Y, and Z. Now you understand what criteria you're looking for in a tool, a tool mm-hmm. that can support you mm-hmm. so that you're not trying to twist yourself into a pretzel to fit the system, but the system is actually helping you. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when you get very clear on your criteria, what you need, then you find the right tools because then you're like, I know exactly what I need. I need a visual system. I need chat function. I need A, yeah. B, and C. That's how you find the right systems is, is clarity. Okay. So you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking to yourself, they keep saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> and that's because <laughs> that is. is the truth. Like knowing yourself, gives you clarity. Mm-hmm. It helps you understand what you need to do and be your best. And that is the essence of being productive. That is the essence of being authentic. That is the essence of, you know, achieving goals and 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 realizing the freedoms and successes that you want in life, regardless of what that means to you, is difficult to get those things. Don't you think, Caroline, when you're not really clear about what it is you want in the first place or the the way you need to go about getting it right absolutely yeah absolutely we 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 try to imitate people so much I think that we found you know I think that in society we've gotten to a place where nobody has an original thought because we think Mm -hmm. that someone is doing what we're doing and so we need to do it the way they're doing it because we see them being successful at it and then we get in the middle of that storm and we realize well, I'm working myself crazy and I'm not seeing results like they're seeing. And it's like, you're on a hamster wheel of nowhere because that's not your life. That's not, that's not who you are not yeah. in alignment with who you are. And so it's never going to be successful. And that is so true in productivity. Absolutely. True sovereignty in your business, true success comes from doing things and making decisions based on what's right for you not based on what's right for anybody else. Like, why do we love certain artists? Why do we love certain celebrities, this and that? It's because of personality. It's because of branding. It's because of who they are, right? Mm -hmm. It all comes back to that. If they were different people, we wouldn't be reacting the same way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there is, 
it's, it's, it's the same thing with, with other entrepreneurs. And that's why there's no competition. When you really figure out who you are and what your message is, there's no competition. There's only one you. That is like, yes, I just wish people would understand that people yeah. would, you, they would, they would get a lot more sleep if they understood, <laughs> they understood mm-hmm. that nobody could be them. Like they, I tell people you are like a snowflake or a fingerprint. No one has the exact uh, influence, experience, perspective, or passion as you, that combination makes you as unique as a snowflake or a fingerprint. So how can you have competition? Because any topic you cover is going to come from that place. And nobody has that same, you know, that same origin as you, right? So there's no competition. Okay. Okay. We could go on and on. I told you. (laughs) Okay. So we got a couple more questions. The first one is, you know that the name of this podcast is the CEO Mindset Podcast, and that means to constantly evolve and be open to failing forward. So I ask everyone this question, how do you constantly evolve and how do you and when have you failed forward and how and what did you learn from it? Mm, I love it. I'm looking forward to like, you know, explaining a lot about I can go down another rabbit hole, but I'll try to be concise. <laughs> so Every day I, every day I try to stay in learning mode. That's really how I think about this because every day I learn something new, either it comes from success or some sort of failure. And either one is okay because I feel like, well, this day had a message for me. What was it? And when you learn to listen to that message, then you don't make the same mistakes again and again mm. and again, mm. right? It's like, there was something here today there was meant for me to hear. And what was it? And if I can distill that message and learn from it, now I'm not repeating mistakes again. Um, and, and I feel like that in itself is a gift, mm-hmm. um, that you can just, yeah. So I, I just love thinking about my day that way. When my day winds down, I just like to reflect that way. And that makes me feel like I'm constantly evolving, mm-hmm. constantly something, you know, it also um, is you failing forward I, because you're allowing that failure. If there was one to inform the next attempt. So then you're not exactly. doing that yeah. thing all over again. It's like, oh, I figured out how not to do this. Yes. Perfect. Check. <laughs> That's the lesson. That's if That's nothing else, it was a win because you figured out how not to do that again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So you are obviously very good at what you do. You're phenomenal. You're all over the world teaching people and training people and coaching people. I want you to expand a little bit about who you are in terms of like, these retreats that you're doing and what do you have coming up or just give us more detail about more stuff, right? What people can get from you and how they can like what they need to know, to connect with you and and like experience you. Yeah, absolutely. Where to start. Um, (laughs) I, I have always a lot of things happening because I'm a very creative person and you know, I'm right now this year, I have actually three simultaneous launches that are currently in progress. I'm doing three year long launches at the same time. Oh my time. gosh. <laughs> so, so I'm in the middle of one and I don't know how I'm just like fanning myself <laughs> trying to figure out how to get all this done. <laughs> and you've got three. I got three and I love it because they're all part of my product suite that I am just so in love with. Um, so my first one is a, a mini course called the bookend approach to productivity. And that is my framework for how to improve your daily productivity, you know, mm-hmm. starting small and, and getting like the hang of doing your daily before you go any bigger and try to mm-hmm. fix your, you know, how it's going throughout. Um, and that one is super exciting and I'm getting so much good feedback on it. So I'm, I'm, I'm really excited that people are loving that. And then I have my um, systems and operations course called creative systems architect. 
which teaches people like how to choose the right system for your business and how to set it all up and make it run and having that solid foundation. So you're not jumping from place to place from system to system. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what lets you start automating and delegating and all that. Um, And then finally, my high ticket course, uh, Mindful Monday Mapping, it's my framework for how to create a shorter work week for yourself. And it's all for, you know, let's let's give you a step by step basically implementation plan for how to actually do it. Because a lot of people say, you know, I want to work less, but you can't just start working less. Right. You got to set some things in motion. You got to there has to lay be the, um, lay the groundwork. Right. You can't <laughs> Otherwise, just say, working oh, less is going to get you less money. <laughs> that's right. You can't just say, I'm going to take two days off every week exactly. and like not get your stuff done. It just doesn't work that way. But I don't feel like there's anything else on the market that actually lays out for you a plan, a concrete mm-hmm. plan of how to get there. So yeah. I'm just so excited about that and I love that have idea. A, a, a ton of people in there and they're already getting huge results so yeah it's it's super exciting I all of these that. launch January 1st the the launch ends December 31st I'm doing a year-long launch just because hey why not I can wow <laughs> well, I want to hear more about that off camera too because I want to hear like yeah. what that's like and the stress and struggles that happen with that but it sounds like you're having a fantastic time and mm-hmm. obviously we're going to link everything you know your website and your social um profiles and everything so people can contact you because I know that the world needs somebody like you um especially when you start off when you first start trying to understand how to do these things it's very helpful to have someone that can show you like step by step how to create systems it doesn't matter if the system is for your business or for your home or for your career just life needs systems and because we need to me systems are things that you plug in the activity so that the outcome is what you want it to be and there's the process within that system and so you can say I have a system for how I do my taxes, but all these things have to be plugged into that system in order for you to get a return and not have right. to pay, you know, so you got to know right. what these things are. And I, so, yes, I will make sure that everybody has access to you because this is so important. I might need you myself. There are some things that I can think of, but. I so appreciate you for being on the podcast today. You have been such a joy to talk to, and I'm obviously going to have to do this again. So we'll have to look at our <laughs> calendars to see what else we can talk about and, you know, maybe do another, you know, podcast in the future because I did not squeeze enough out of you. And I, <laughs> I have more, more, yeah. <laughs> I have more questions. I feel like there's more juice in there somewhere. So awesome. thank you so much again, Caroline, for being on the podcast. I so appreciate you. And, um, this has just been, like I said, a joy. And so guys, if you need help with productivity, with organizing things and creating those systems and processes so that you can get out of life what it is you really need to get out of it, then check out Caroline. We're going to have all of her information below and leave comments on this podcast because she can see them. And if she can, I'll share them with her. And definitely when we post these, um, this podcast on social media, reach out to us, leave reviews if you listen to it, because it's helpful to both of us. But in the meantime, you should be constantly evolving and being open to those failures because that's what gets you closer to the win. So keep that in mind throughout the week and then join me back here again next week for another episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, 
profession or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.